Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I've been just dwelling on the last couple of weeks just how blessed I am. You know, Thanksgiving was coming up, and, and uh, you know, it, with my house gets full of people for several days, I don't always look at it as the blessing that it is, you know. And so this year I decided it would be different, you know. Instead of just looking at it as a bunch of work, I decided to look at it as a blessing. And sure enough, it, it was. You know, you change your attitude, <laughs> you know, everything about it changes, you know. But, uh, you know, I can... I can uh, do a better job in a lot of ways. And I don't think I'm the only person in this room that can say that. You know, we can all improve on the way we look at things and the way we perceive things and the way we anticipate things. You know, you go into something anticipating, you know, that's about what you're going to get. But, you know, there's a lot of grace there. When you expect the grace, you expect to be blessed and you expect to be able to do what you need to do and have the strength to do it. So, anyway, I got to thinking about blessing. And, honest to goodness, if Pastor and and Brother Steve don't start stepping on in my stuff here tonight, you know, and I just want to just tell them that they got to stop that. That's why you never share notes with another preacher because they take your stuff. But when the Holy Ghost leads somebody, I guess it's just the Holy Ghost, you know, that's okay. Kind of orchestrates the service. But why don't you go with me over to Genesis. Hallelujah. I started, I started writing some of this up last week, and um, then Pastor wound up doing the, evening, the last Wednesday night service. And uh, kind of got back to look at it, and I thought, well, you know, did this all make sense a week ago? <laughs> But go with me to Genesis one twenty two. We're going to start here, and it may just be, just kind of kind of mold some things together. And um, in Genesis, the first chapter here, God is in the creation business. And uh, on the fourth day, that or fourth day, He you know made day and night. And then on chat, in verse twenty, He said, "Let the waters bring forth abundantly." The moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moved, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and after every winged kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. The principle of blessing started in the first chapter of Genesis. And God started off blessing. The creatures he was creating. If you'll look here, this this fifth day, he is creating the creatures of the sea and the fowl of the air. And he said, he blessed them. And he told the creatures of the sea and the fowl of the air, be fruitful and multiply. Then the next day, he said, let the earth bring forth every... Bring forth the living creature after its kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so, and the God made the beast of the earth after his kind. And it keeps on going. And, and, and uh, then he says in verse 26, let us make man our own image. And so he created man. And verse 28, and God blessed them. He blessed them. See, blessing is his name. 
Really, it is. I mean, you, you look at God, you just see bless. And it said, uh, he, he blessed them, and he said, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. Take dominion. We've been talking about dominion. Pastor has been on Sundays for a good while. Take dominion over everything. You know, God had a plan. Would not have been wonderful if Adam had abided by the plan. Whoa, how different things would be. But, you know, things didn't happen exactly that way. But, you know, in, in, it says on the seventh day, God rested. Why did he rest? Because he had done everything he needed to do. And now he had put everything in the hands of men. He had poured out his blessing. I mean, he had blessed the animals. He had blessed man. He had blessed the earth. I mean, everything was blessed. Now I can rest and you guys just take it from here. Well, unfortunately... They, they did some things that weren't so great. And, you know, you know what happened. You know, the man was pushed out of the garden, and, and uh, there was a curse that came in, into the earth. But, you know, God still wanted to bless them. And so he, had, he went back and he found somebody that he could bless. He found somebody who was willing to make a covenant with him. And we find Abram. You know, if you'll go over with me to the 12th chapter. Hallelujah. You know, for, for God to have singled Abram out, he had to have been a man who was serving God to the best of his ability. He had to be someone who was looking for God. Had to be. God doesn't just take, you know, just somebody out there and bring them into, into, into a conversation and says what he said to Abram. This is a man who had to be having a heart for God it's on some level. It had, it had to have been. And in verse 2 of chapter 12, he says, I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. And make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. You know, there's two reasons why God blesses us. For us to enjoy the blessings in our own personal lives, and for us to be a blessing to other people. To pass that blessing on. To basically be a conduit of what he's blessed us with. He wants to make us a blessing. That's why you need to be blessed. You don't need to be going around looking like the rest of the world looks. You know, lack and poverty and sick and, and, and cat catastrophe happening all the time and things. You need to walk in this earth as the blessed people that you are. Because you need to be passing that blessing on to somebody else. Since he would be, make him a blessing and that he would bless others. And then he says to them, he says in verse 3, I thought this is very interesting. I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in you all the families of the earth be blessed. Listen, that one verse will tell me that it doesn't matter what people do, whether they're kind to me or whether they're not. God still blesses me. But the interesting thing about it is when somebody else, a person, blesses me, God will bless them because of it. Isn't that nice? To see that somebody who blesses you 
will be blessed because they bless you. Hallelujah. And, you know, you can see this echoed over in, uh, in Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Um, but, you know, just as we're going on here with, with Abraham in, uh, verse, in chapter 14, you begin to see these blessings, you know, that, that um, Abraham was enjoying. You know, sometimes we think of blessings as just as natural things. And that's exactly what Abraham was experiencing. He was being blessed naturally. Because if you look in, in uh, verses, verse 14, I mean, chapter 14, in these verses here, starting in verse 18, you're talking about Melchizedek and how uh, Abram gave him a tithe of all. And Abraham wanted it known. You can see this in verse 22, when the king of Sodom wanted to give Abram some of the goods from the, the spoils of the city that he had gone and retaken and uh, he had all this stuff. This king wanted to give Abraham, Abram part of this stuff. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, I have lifted up my, my hand to the Lord, the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth. He knew where his blessing came from. He knew what the source was of every blessing that he had. He told this king, he said, I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet. And that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. Listen, it pays us to understand that our blessings has, has only one source. Only one source. And when you understand that, then when things happen, say like, you know, maybe get laid off from a job or something, then you can look at that and go, not my source. Not my source. I don't have to be concerned because that job is not my source. God is my source. We get the same attitude here that Abram had, that God is the only one who makes him rich. God is the one who supplies all his needs. God is the one who takes care of him. God is the one who fills his life abundantly in all things. Then we've got the right perspective. And go over with me to verse seven or chapter 17. And there's so many places along the way you can stop and have something to say. In verse 17, verse 1, When Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou blameless. I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. The one thing Abram did not have at that point was seed. He did not have children, did not have a family beyond his wife to pass things on to. But God said, I'm going to make your seed multiply. You know, in verse 7 it says, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and your seed after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Listen, when God makes a covenant... It's not just because, well, that sounds like a good idea. He's got something in mind. He's fully capable of, of backing up everything he says. And he's fully wanting to back up everything he says. He says, this will be to an, for an everlasting covenant to be a God to you and to your seed after you. There's a verse over in, let me see. I'll find it in a minute here on this. 
Anyway, it says that that he said it to a thousand in Deuteronomy seven nine that he keeps covenant and mercy to a thousand generations. I don't think we've gotten there yet since Abraham's time. So we're we're fully within that thousand generation range. But you see, God was wanting to establish something to Abraham. And to his seed. You know, if you listen to, to Jews all over the world, they'll, in their prayers and stuff, they'll talk about the God of, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's the God we're talking about. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The one who made covenant with those three. And you see, he did. Um, in uh, chapter 12, verse 3, let's go back there. No, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for that's okay. Uh, Twenty-two seventeen. No. Yeah, twenty-two seventeen. He again says to him, he says, "In blessing I will bless you; in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore." And your seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. You know, he could have been talking about just the seed, the one seed Christ in this. And that's so true. Because of Jesus Christ, he blessed the entire earth. He blessed the nations of the earth. But I'm telling you what, to know that I'm part of that seed... Because over in Hebrews, it talks about the fact that we're the seed of Abraham. In Galatians, we're the seed of Abraham. That we've inherited the promises that Abraham inherited. We've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And we have become blessed because we are Abraham's seed. Isn't that wonderful? What he said to Abraham applies to you and me. It's as fresh and as real and as new and as vital now as it was the day he said it to Abraham. That you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Hallelujah. You know, as time went on in Genesis 24, 1, you know, when the, uh, Abraham's servant went out to find a wife for Isaac, what did he say? He said, the Lord has blessed my master greatly. And we think, you know, you can look at that word greatly and think, well, he's, he's blessed him a lot. No, when the Bible uses the word greatly, it's got a very much larger connotation than our little brains can really comprehend sometimes. He didn't just bless him a lot. He blessed him greatly. Greatly. If you know anything about how great God is, then when he's blessing somebody greatly, it's blessed. It is truly, truly blessed. In uh, Genesis twenty-five eleven, go over there. Hallelujah. It says in, in this verse, it says, And it came to pass after the, after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac. The blessing was continuing. If anybody should ever think that the blessing of God 
went away with Abraham, God was going to be, was right there to say, oh, no, 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 no. I made this covenant. His son is blessed. Blessed. And then in, in chapter 26, verse 24, the Lord came to Isaac and he said, the night he said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Fear not, for I am with you and will bless you and multiply your seed for my servant Abraham's sake. If there was any doubt in Isaac's mind, God wanted to put it to rest. You know, sometimes you can, you can have a, a son who's the, who's the heir of a, of a powerful man, a, a mighty man, and after that man has maybe died, you know, doubt will come in. And, and just a little lack of self-confidence, you know, about who he is now and, you know, and why he has this and what his responsibilities are and, and, and can he continue in the same vein as his father. Listen, that happens. And, I'm, you know, it, it may have been kind of wandering through Isaac's mind. Am I going to be blessed like my father? Well, God put that to rest real quick when he came to him and said, Ah, I'm the same God. I'm going to bless you and multiply your seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Isn't that wonderful? See, God's always reaffirming his promises, always reaffirming his covenants. And then if you go over to um, chapter 27, verses 28 through 29, Pastor talked about this on Sunday, where, where he actually, Isaac, wound up blessing his son Jacob. But you see, in, in verse 23, it says of, of got my story here, um, in chapter 25, verse 23, God had already said when those children were born, they were twins, he had already said that the, that the younger would be served by the elder. Now, what's interesting to me is I don't know whether, whether he, anybody else really knew that or not. I don't know if uh, Rebecca knew that. But, you know, to me, what happened here is, is it speaks highly of, of somebody trying to take matters into their own hands. You know, if God had said when these children were born that the elder would serve the younger, he already had a plan to get the blessing into Jacob's hands. I can't, can't think at this point that he used a method of subterfuge to get that blessing to Jacob. I don't think that was his plan. I think the plan could have been worked a whole lot better and there would have been a lot less um, problem between the two brothers if they had waited and let God's plan work itself out. Tells me that, you know, no matter... If God speaks something to you about some future happening... Let him work it out. There's, there's always a cost to pay, you know, when we don't let God's plan work its way out the way it's supposed to work out. Not that he can't make it, all, you know, it, it'll come to pass eventually because he's already put that in motion, but let the method by which he gets it into your life, let it be played out the way God wants it to play out. But nevertheless, you know, Jacob wound up with the blessing. 
You know, and, and unfortunately, there was a lot of enmity, enmity between him and his brother, between two nations. You know, you know it was, it was, there's, there's been a problem. But, you know, the, the, the blessing was there. And in, um, I think something that Pastor said on Sunday about this, that it wasn't just when he blessed Jacob, it was not just something he just decided to do. It was something done by the Spirit of God. And that kind of blessing can only be done by the Spirit of God. You know, you can go around and you can, you can just say, bless you. You know, you can lay hands on somebody, you know, as, as a minister or just as a regular, regular just believer. You can go around and just say, I just want to just bless you and just put your hands on somebody and bless them. But when the Spirit of God is involved in that blessing, something is going to happen that would not have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful to bless people. Wonderful. But there's a difference between just saying bless you and saying I bless you by the Spirit. To know that the Spirit of God, there's a, there's a quickening on the inside of you to put your hands on somebody and to bless them. There's something there that more, has more depth to it than just saying bless you. You know, we need to recognize those things because truly there are people who need somebody to touch their lives and to, and to, and to bless them. You know, it's, I, can, I can see we're just, you know, just an ordinary time of just saying, just, you know, just, just want to pray for you and just bless you just, just because it's saying, you, you know, you just want to do that. You know, you expect, you expect, you know, good things to happen to you. But when the Spirit of God is involved in it, you step back and go, I'm just waiting now to see it all come to pass. There's something there. Jacob was blessed because God intended for him to be blessed. You know, could have done it a little differently, like I said, but that's, you know, you know another story. But, you know, what the whole point is, is that the blessing started out with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, covenant man who had a relationship with God. God blessed him because of their relationship. When you, as time went by, you know, the children of Israel, you know, grew and, and they, they became numerous. And they went into Egypt and then they came out of Egypt. You know, all those, those different things. You know, God blessed them while they were in Egypt. He took them in there to get them out of famine. But something happened along the way and they, become, they became slaves. But when he got them out, he wanted them to go back to enjoying the same kind of blessings that he had, had poured out on Abraham. Isaac, Jacob, he wanted them to enjoy those things. But the law had to be given to help keep these people in line. So they would order their lives and their conduct the way they should. And suddenly, blessing became, became a result of obedience to laws. You know, but we've been redeemed from that. You know, we're blessed today not because of laws, not because we, you know, my conduct is this and this and this. And I'm, you know, if that's all we did, we would never have a relationship with God. But you know what? The blessings even then were wonderful. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28. You know, we, we look at these verses so many times, and, and we quote them, and we've used them in wedding ceremonies, and, and, all, and, and, and they're wonderful. 
But you know what? We're blessed even beyond this. But just take a listen. Uh, verse 1, and it shall come to pass if you shall hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all of his commands, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on you and overtake you. And if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the field, blessed shall be the fruit of your body, and the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, and the increase of your kind, and the flocks of your sheep. Blessed shall be your back get in your store. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies to rise up against you to be smitten before your face, that they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command, command, command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hand to. And he shall bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord shall establish you a holy people unto himself as he has sworn unto you. If you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods and the fruit of your body, the fruit of your cattle, and the fruit of your ground. In the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give you. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heaven to give you. Give the rain into your land in his season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations. You shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only. You shall not be beneath. If you hearken to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day to observe and to do them. Now that's blessed. He covers a lot of territory in those few verses. I mean, is there anywhere that you're not blessed? But all this was based on law. And yet, in Galatians 3, 13 and 14, it says, We've been redeemed from the curse that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That's us. And in 3.29, it says, We are Abraham's seed. You know, the interesting thing is that The blessings are ours because of the relationship we have with him. We're just blessed. We're blessed. And we have to have an attitude that we're blessed. You know, if you go back to this um, verse 2 where it says, The blessings shall come on you and overtake you. I decided I'd go look up the word overtake and what it really meant. And And it said in the dictionary, it says, To pursue and pass. God is going to pursue you, overtake you, bless you, and keep on going beyond what you can even imagine, what you can even contain. He wants you to be full to overflowing with his blessings so that it's just going everywhere all around you, to pass beyond whatever you possibly could conceive of as blessing, to go beyond that in such a great measure that you just stand back and shake your head going, wow, that is incredible incredible but I love that verse he will command the blessing command the blessing see when I think when God commands something nothing stands in his way absolutely nothing can make any difference in what he's commanded if he commands something to happen it is going to happen I mean if you go back to the first chapter of Genesis 
All he did was he spoke. Just spoke. And worlds were formed. Day and night came into being. He just spoke. That's just, you know, hey, let's have a whatever. It happened. How about when he commands something? Command brings with it some authority. Command brings with it some a form of absolute. I command you this day to be blessed. How about that? You have been commanded to be blessed. And the blessings have been commanded to be in your life. Hallelujah. You know, Deuteronomy says that the word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. In the same chapter, it says, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose. 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 If there's anything you and I need to do today is to understand that we are blessed. Not going to get a blessing. Not going to one day be blessed. But you are already blessed. It is who you are, blessed. You know, people have joked and laughed over the, over the centuries about Jews. You, you say the word Jew and prosperous is attached to it. Listen, I say Doug, blessing is attached to it. I say Dan, blessing is attached to it. You need to see yourself that way. You need to see yourself have have blessing is attached to you. And you need to be so blessed that when people look at you or hear your name, blessed automatically comes to their mind. Yeah. Are any of us walking in that kind of blessing? Are we really walking in that kind of realization of that kind of blessing? Well, why not? Because somewhere along the way, when we don't walk in, it's because we've chosen something else. Oh, well, I didn't choose not to be blessed. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You either choose blessing or you choose not to be blessed. And you say, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't consciously choose. Yeah, but, but what did you do? Did you go around saying, I can't believe I've got this other bill. I cannot believe this bill is higher than what I thought it was going to be. I can't believe Christmas is here and I don't have anything for Christmas. I can't believe. What would you do? You chose something besides blessing. You chose something besides blessing. When we let care get involved, you know, over things, whether it's finances, whether it's health, whether it's relationship, what, whatever it is, you know, it would, to get into care of that is to say, I'm not blessed. It's to choose to not be blessed. Well, I didn't mean to choose. Well, then mean to, to do something else. Purposely put your mouth. The word is nigh you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Purposely choose. But how do you do that? By saying it. By thinking it. By acting like it. I'm blessed. You know, there are times when, when I, I get to the point where I feel like I am so blessed in so many ways that, that I, I'm, I'm almost 
I feel bad to be around people who aren't blessed. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> you should, that you find yourself in a place where you're so blessed that you feel bad to be around somebody who's not blessed as you are? Because you think, you know, I don't want them to think I'm bragging. I don't want them to think I'm, um, I'm, I'm just better than they are. I'm Miss Goody Two-Shoes, you know, that you're, you know, so sanctimonious, you know, self-righteous. No, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. That's all. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blessed. Well, I'm not sorry. I'm, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I'm not sorry. I'm blessed. You know, I, we, we've, we've seen that over, over the years, you know, just personally. We, we see it as a, as, a, as a church sometimes. And, and I, there, there are times, you know, when, when I'm just bubbling over with something good that's happened. You know, like when we paid the church off, you know, just bubbling over. And then you run into somebody who's struggling. And I'm just thinking, is it tacky to share that? You know, that, that, that we're, we're blessed enough to have paid our building off. Well, you know, if, if that person is a believer, what it should do is encourage them that they're as blessed as we are. What it sh- that's what it should do, is encourage them. You know, but I find myself going, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to make them feel bad. You know, if you ever get to that place, stop and ask yourself, are you helping or hurting them by not sharing how good God's been to you? They can get in the same line, Miss Iris. That's exactly right. They can get in the same exact line. If they're born again, they're already in line. Yeah. You're already in the line. And when you, when, you, when you don't walk in the realization of the fact that you're so blessed, what you're doing is basically saying, okay, you can go ahead of me. Oh, okay, you can go ahead of me. Okay, you can go ahead. Have you ever been in the grocery store line? You know, and... You know, okay, like, there's some, sometimes I've been waiting at Walmart or something for Pastor to come back from the sporting goods department, and because I know he'll have something in his hand. And I said, no, just, just, just go ahead, just go ahead. Listen, there are believers who are standing there in the same line of blessing, and for some reason they will not see themselves as blessed. And so they just let everybody just pass them by. And then they feel sorry for themselves. Oh, I'm just, you know, everybody's getting these blessings, and... I've got all these needs, and I'm just not blessed. It's because you've let everybody go ahead of you. You ha- Get in the line and stay in the line. Don't get out of the line. You know, our words take us out of the line. Our attitudes take us out of the line. You know, our blessing is not dependent on on. The fact that God has put those blessings out there available for us has nothing to do with what we do. It's just because he's blessed us. But our ability to receive those blessings are hindered by our own actions. Mm-hmm. So when our actions come in line with it, then they flow. They're sitting right there. Sitting right there just waiting to just pour themselves out on you. Did it say you would open up the windows? He said, the Lord shall open to you his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain to your land and to bless all the work of your hand. It's just waiting. It's just, it's just ready to dump on you, to take over to bless you. You know, when the psalmist David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
that, I mean, you take that phrase, goodness and mercy, I just, you know, you can just lump all that into all his blessings will follow me all the days of my life. They're going to follow me. They're going to overtake me. They're going to pursue me. They're going to hunt me down. They're going to, they're going to wash over me. They're going to just envelop me. All the blessings of God, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine. And it doesn't matter what job you have. It doesn't matter anything. You're still blessed. If you go back to the Old Testament, you know, where um, Jacob worked for his father-in-law Laban, that man was a crook. He was hard. He was unfair. And God blessed Jacob every time he turned around and Laban did something else to try to diminish him. God blessed him in spite of it. In spite of everything Laban could do. Listen, it doesn't matter what job you have. It doesn't matter what kind of nasty boss you have. God can still bless you if you see yourself blessed and you call yourself blessed. You see, Laban himself said, I've been blessed because of you. I have been blessed because of you. He saw that. He saw that everything Jacob put his hand to prospered. And as long as he could keep Jacob there, he knew he'd be blessed too. Why do you think he didn't want him to go? When Jacob was ready to take his family and go off on his own, Laban didn't want him to leave. Listen, if your employer, no matter how nasty or impatient or sarcastic or hateful they are or unfair they are or demanding they are, if they, when they realize that they're blessed because of you, they won't want you to go anywhere. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. I don't know. You know, I've been in some, in some jobs that weren't easy. You know, but, but there's, there's a blessing in being in a place like that. There's influence that you can have in a person's life, in a, in a business. You know, I, I've, I've heard so many of you talk about how you pray for your employers. You pray for your company. That things, you know, when the economy went down, they, it, didn't, it didn't fold like so many others did. You know, listen, God still blesses where you work because of you. doesn't matter whether the boss, the boss is a Christian or a heathen. God will still bless that company because of you. But we're going to have to get to a place where we see ourselves the way God sees us. That he has blessed us and we are blessed. You know, just like prosperous and Jew go together, believer and blessed go together. You don't separate the two. They are one and the same. So everywhere you look, Every time, every opportunity that comes your way, anything that presents itself that's not blessing, you take a look and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Do not accept. Do not give in to. Do not entertain thoughts, ideas, or situations. If they're not blessing, you say, no. This, this may be what it looks like at the moment, but this thing is turning around because I am the blessed of the Lord. You know, when it didn't end, you know, with just natural blessings. But if you go to the New Testament, in Ephesians 1-3, it says, He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. And Second Peter talks about that he, God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. There's a lot of natural blessings that come our way, but I'm telling you what, we are blessed in every spiritual aspect of our lives. 
So, you know, when you, when you really start to think about how blessed you are, you know, we, Thanksgiving comes around and we, we talk about being thankful for all the good things in our lives. Listen, for us, we need to be thankful every single day and aware every single day of just how blessed we are. Just how blessed we are. We are people that they are covenant people. God has established a covenant. And you get tempted to think, I, you know, I'm not blessed. I'm not this. I'm not that. You go back and you look at Abraham. You look at how he was. And you think, that's my family. He blessed. I blessed. That, that's who I am. Blessed. Blessed. Give yourself an opportunity to speak it as often as you can. How are you today? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I like to do that. Just out when I'm out running around, you know, in business and something, and you, you come up to a cashier and they say, how are you today? And I'm going, I'm blessed. Sometimes they'll just look at you. And sometimes they'll say, well, amen, I am too. And sometimes you'll get a smile out of somebody who maybe not had a smile yet today. But you know what? It's a great habit. A great habit. It's good for you, and it's good for the people you come in contact with. How are you? I'm blessed. Not, well, I'm okay. Got out of the line. Yeah, got out of the line. How are you? I'm blessed. You might have an open door of opportunity there when you say I'm blessed for somebody saying, what are you talking about? Oh, let me tell you. A simple two words, I'm blessed could be a grand opportunity for you being the blessing to somebody else that God wants you to be. Passing on the blessing that God has put in your life. Putting, helping to put that into someone else's life. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, are you blessed tonight? Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.